Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I have an incredible treat for everyone today, and that is our featured guest, Dr. Andrea Pennington. Dr. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Ken. Oh, it is fantastic to have you here. And let me just give everyone a little background on you so they know why I'm so excited to have you here. Dr. Andrea Pennington is an integrative physician. She's an acupuncturist, a meditation teacher, and conscious communication specialist. She's also a number one international best-selling author, highly acclaimed two-time international TEDx speaker. She's a professor at the University of Monaco and mentor for the Global Institute for Extraordinary Women. As she shared in her inspiring TEDx talk entitled, Become Who You Really Are, she explains that recovering from a long history of depression and anxiety actually came when she learned to love and express her authentic self. Andrea, would you take a minute, give us a glimpse into, I mean, obviously you've got a lot of things you've been doing in your life. How did you get started doing this work with being who you really are? <laughs> well, I guess it probably started with the first 30 years of not being my authentic self. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Ken, I mean, you've, you've heard this story probably thousands of times. I grew up kind of feeling like I needed to look for validation and, and acceptance and approval, you know, first from my parents, but later from my peers and always trying to live up to someone else's expectation kind of put me into a box. I, I basically created um, so many different masks, you know, being that chameleon trying to fit in um, that I was pretty far from my, what I would consider to be my authentic self. And I, I say that we've heard this story a number of times because it really is human nature. It, it is our nature to want to be accepted and uh, a part of a family or a tribe or, or a group. But for me, it got to be really painful uh, as I got into my early 30s when in my professional life, that mask, which in my case was actually a television persona brand, felt so limiting and felt so far away from what I believe my, my authentic self really wants to express that I, I found myself struggling with depression and anxiety and feeling like I had to hide everything that I was going through on the inside so that I could continue to function in my outside life. And eventually I did get free from all of that, obviously. Um, and now that's that's the message that I'm sharing with, with everyone that I get the, the, the chance to, that our freedom really comes when we know who we are and when we're fearless about showing up as our authentic self. And ultimately, I mean, isn't that really what partnerships should be founded upon? Like two people bringing their best authentic self or multiple people 
and, and really working together. Um, but I think at, at the heart of it all, if you don't know who you are and if you don't love who you are, then it makes it very difficult to live who you really are. Yeah, very well said. And, and you're exactly right. I mean, that is the, the foundation of partnership. So I'm curious, what would you say is kind of, I call it a guiding principle. Some people call it a quote or touchstone. What, what do you use as a kind of an anchor to come back to when you feel like you're kind of off track regarding partnership? Um, well, there are a couple of things. One is we're all in this together. And that can sound very basic, but even at a very deep spiritual level, when you realize that none of us can exist as an island, we really are in an interdependence um, with everyone on the planet. And when you can realize that all of us are in this together, then you can stop looking at, at people as competition and instead embrace this idea of collaboration. So that's really at the heart of it. What I, what I really keep in mind is there's going to be things that you want, you want to deliver for yourself, for your family, for your tribe, for your, your community. And, and so am I, there, there are many things that I'm bringing to the table and my own wishes and desires. But when we remember that we're all in it together, that helps me recognize that we can look at um, our partnerships from this idea of mutual benefit and collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, well, obviously you wouldn't know this. <laughs> the, the reason I started this show actually was because of my own struggles with being open to partnership. And what I mean by that is I grew up on a farm in the Midwest and independence and self-sufficiency was like the badge of honor. And so I thought that partnership was a weakness, like working with somebody, collaborating, whether it be personally, professionally, whatever level, was a sign of weakness. And it took me years and years to get past that. And actually part of my self-therapy, if you will, was this show because I can't do an interview show without partnering with interviewees. <laughs> so it <laughs> requires me to constantly do that and keep myself in that space because it was so counter, not intuitive, it was counter to my training. Mm. Yeah, I have a lot of that, that same experience as well. Um, this idea of being self-sufficient, independent, kind of proving that I can do it on mm -hmm. my own, I know what I'm doing, I'm trustworthy, leave it to me. All of that was part of my training as well. I had reinforced those messages from my, my family and from society and definitely my medical training. And yeah, so that was, that was a struggle for me too. And I think when I realized after kind of tripping up <laughs> and realizing that I couldn't do everything on my own, it was, it was quite a wake up call. Yeah, it, it truly is. And, you know, I would love it if you would share well, what you just said, kind of one of your stories of tripping up, because our listeners love those personal stories that give them a window into, you know, the real world, not the, the theoretical or the, the, the expert or mentor's world. But what happened for you on a personal level? Would you be willing to do that and share a time when, you know, you tripped up in your partnership? You kind of, you know, what'd you trip on? What'd you learn? And what were you able to take forward to build on? 
Well, I'll tell you, it was in building my my first company. Um, I had finished my medical training and started working for Discovery Health Channel. So I was on TV working as the medical director, anchoring the news, hosting a bunch of shows. And I decided that at the same time, I was going to open a wellness center so that I could really, instead of working in someone else's clinic, I would have a place that I could create the type of healing environment that I believed uh, people really needed. And I was really super inspired. You know, I was I was just turned 31, I think, at the time and really gung-ho. <laughs> but again, I had that training, that habit of thinking everything is riding on me and, you know, you know how it is when you're young and full of your egoic strength, you, you, you really believe that you can do it. And fortunately, I did build a very successful company. Um, you know, we hit the two million mark um, very early on. And then Oprah Winfrey uh, sent her producers to my wellness center and we shot segments there for one of the shows I was on. So it was really going really well. Now, at the time, I didn't know what I know, obviously, about partnership. Um, And just like you growing up with that mindset, it would have been counterintuitive for me at that point to look toward the other people that were, quote unquote, my employees or contractors. I didn't look at them as partners. But that was my downfall, because at a certain point, everything riding on me and on my shoulders and on my brand started to feel burdensome. It started to take away the fun of uh, what really inspired me to create the business. And it started to create resentment. And most notably, when I realized that it was all really riding on me. So for example, this, this wellness center was in Maryland. And I was shooting a TV show out in um, Malibu, California. And I noticed that after being gone for a week and a half, when I got back to the wellness center, even though I had trained the staff and they knew how to give the tours and show all the right stuff, our sales dipped because people wanted to experience me. They wanted the woman that they'd seen on TV. They wanted the doctor to come in and, and all of that sort of thing. And I realized that I hadn't fully empowered my team uh, or set the business up in a way that gave them um, the sense of partnership and that's where I realized, wow, I, I ended up with a mentor who kind of showed me the way and showed me the light. And I said, wow, this is, this is not something I would have ever expected. Um, fortunately, uh, once I sold that company and moved on to do other things, it has shifted everything about how I work. I recognize now that within that wellness center, it really became its own organism. And if it was only dependent on me, well, what happens when I'm away or if I'm sick or if I go, you know, cuckoo and I start doing crazy things, no company, no organism, no body can survive that way. And so it's really um, changed the way I hire people. Um, I really do see every type of work engagement that I get into now as a partnership where I'm bringing something to the table, they're bringing something to the table. We're working together. We have these these um, abilities to give and take and share and grow, so that it's not so dependent on one person alone. Yeah, and that's such a great example of how it takes 
actually part of the partnership is empowering the people you're in partnership with. Mm -hmm. Instead of going, yes, you work with me, but actually it still comes back to me. At the end of the day, it all still comes back to me. Because it's easy to do. It looks like partnership. But it's not really. It's yeah, kind of partial partnership. Exactly. And and the piece of that that, um, <laughs> that was kind of the trickiest for me in the beginning was all about delegating. Mm -hmm. So delegating responsibility is one piece of it. But empowering people. I'm, I'm so glad that you used that word. When you really truly empower someone to look at their work in the company as a partner versus I'm just delegating responsibility. That's it's it's a subtle little nuance, but it makes all the difference in terms of how a person can feel, you know, accountable and feel a sense of pride and ownership over what they're doing in a partnership. And so that's really, you know, something that I've taken forward and and I use today. Yeah, and I, I love that. And and I want to ask you something because again, I, I think I mentioned before we got live here that uh, I, I actually found your work through your TED talk of, you know, be who you really are. And how does being who you really are play into partnership? Well, I find that if, if you have a partnership that you want to work long term, <laughs> so I'm not just talking about, you know, an assembly line kind of thing where I'm going to hand you something, you hand it over and mm -hmm. it's done. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to be in a marriage or a business or some sort of community engagement that is going to have to work for a long period of time, then I need to be able to rely on my partners to be who they say they are, to show up with the, the respect and the dignity and, and fulfill the promises. And what I've noticed is if I can talk to, per, to people and we do a variety of different personality assessments to really get at the energy and the core of who people are, if I know who you really are and what you stand for, and, and, and what I'm talking about is what are your values? Those are things that people can say they value truth and honesty, but over time, if you're not living with truth and honesty, that's, that's a lack of integrity. And, and it shows, and that can hurt a partnership. And so I find that when people are really in touch with who they are, with what they truly value, and they can articulate it, not just copying something that they saw in a job posting and trying to say, oh, yeah, I have those same company values, but really being able to say, this is who I am, this is what I stand for, and this is what I want to do with my life, and this is how the partnership fits into a bigger picture. So again, I say this is somewhat spiritual because, I mean, obviously now I'm, I'm, I'm much further on in my life. I'm, I'm 47. I'm now running a global company. So the stakes, I won't just say that they're higher, but they've, they've shifted. In other words, I'm now looking at, at everything I get engaged in now is a part of my legacy. And even more than that, it's a part of, of my spiritual path of who I am as a human being, as a spiritual being on the planet. And so I believe that when you know who you really are and what you stand for, and you're no longer looking for an external validation through some job title or an amount of money in the bank, but you really understand that at your core, you are a spiritual being, a soul that came to this planet to live out your own destiny that's not like anybody else's. When you know who you are and you can feel that, own that, articulate that, then when you come into partnership, we both know what we're working with. 
And that allows us to use our partnership as a, a playground, as a, a training field. It, it becomes more than just, you know, this means to an end. It becomes this means to true self-expression. And I found that when I take this, this attitude and this approach to my work, it brings in so much more heart and compassion. Like we literally look at each other as, you know, these true partners that are using this experience together to grow. And yes, we're going to prosper. We're going to do work that impacts lives and elevates love and consciousness on our planet. And at the end of the day, we're also becoming better people for it. Beautiful. I love that. And, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, that this is part of your spiritual path and, and that, you know, we are spiritual beings. When, when you think of that, because here's the thing that I, I hear a lot from, from the women I work with, is one of the challenges with being in partnership is trust. Trusting that they're going to do what they say, trusting that they're going to be who they say they are, so on and so forth. What guidance do you have around dealing with those kind of trust issues regarding partnership and being able to trust yourself for that matter? Well, it does come back to values and shared values. I was having a conversation with a client of mine recently, and this idea of being able to fully express what are the values of each each party in this partnership? What are the values of this shared organization or company? And that's really what sets up the expectations, such that if we see that anyone violates or, or does something that's in contrast to these shared values, then it warrants a conversation and it may actually end in a, a, a dissolution of the partnership or you know, getting someone fired. Um, so I find that if we are both very clear about our boundaries, about our values, about what is expected of each of us in the partnership, then it's much easier for me to to uh, to give people the benefit of trust in the very very beginning and i mean it's a choice at the end of the day right like we have to choose who are we going to trust are we going to step out on the faith of their word and what they said well i find that if i've done a, a good enough job in my interviewing process and the onboarding process for shared values and the company vision and so on then it's much easier for me to say okay on the basis of you understanding where we're coming from on our mutual agreement, I'm going to trust that you're going to do what you say. Um, so I know that, that that can be an issue. How, how do you look at it? How do you deal with this trust issue? I'm curious. Well, the way I see it is most of the time our trust issues are where we're trusting somebody to be something they're not. So we've come up with a story that even though their actions and maybe their behaviors are not showing that they're this person we want them to be so we decide we excuse the bad behavior and we're gonna and then we go oh no I, I trust that was a mistake I trust that they're really a good person they're they're really XYZ whatever that form that quality is you're looking for and then we blame that we can't trust them but the truth is we can't trust the story we've made up they're showing you who they are but we don't want that to be the truth because we have this vision of, oh, this is going to be this way and that way, and I see the you know, potential in this. And so to me, that's where most of it runs in. If we get really honest with ourselves, we'll realize they're showing us who they, they really are, and we don't want that to be the case. 
So then we say, oh, I can't trust that he's going to be, you know, whatever kind when he's never really shown you kindness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, 100 percent. And I think that was also a part of my early learning as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I, I tend to be a visionary type. I can see the potential of people and where they could go. And I would often hire based on potential or the vision that I had of, oh, this person could really do it. And so exactly what you're describing is, is what I got burned in in uh, the early years so often. And it was very frustrating because then I'm thinking, well, how is this person not living up to this beautiful vision that, that yes. I created? Um, so that's why, I, again, I really get down to the shared vision and shared values, because if they can articulate who they are and what they stand for and what they're going to do, then I'm much better at holding them to what they've said, um, as opposed to exactly what you said, that, that idea of I'm not going to create some story, some idealized um, version of what could happen. Yeah, and I think you said something very important there, Andrea, which was if they can say it. So oftentimes I'll work with someone and they're telling me they're having trust issues and they'll, I'll ask what it's about. I'm like, well, did they say that or is that what you projected on them? And when they get mm -hmm. honest, they're like, no, they actually never said it. And I'm like, then why are you expecting it from them? Exactly. So, yeah, it's very important that we're we're honest with ourselves that because we fill in these blanks, right? We want that to be their answer. So instead of finding out that maybe it isn't, we just assume that would have been their answer. And then yeah. we set ourselves and that's up why for a pain, painful experience. Exactly. And that's why I believe in, in you know this open, honest communication where we each mutually share what are our visions, what are our values, what are our expectations, um, and then we agree or not agree, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So would you do me a favor? Well, do us all a favor, let's be honest. Would you would you share a story of a time when I call it a proud moment of partnership? And, and you know, it could be romantic, could be family, career, whatever. But what I'm talking about is one of those times when you think back on it and you're just like, man, that was cool. And you just can't help but smile when you reflect on it. Absolutely. I think most recently um, it has been the publishing of a new book. Um, I got to work with 29 authors from around the world, I think 12 different countries, to publish a book called Time to Rise. And each of these authors shared one of their personal stories from their own life of how they had overcome a challenge or, you know, reached some turning point that they decided to rise up. And it was really um, a bit of a, a feat to, to carry it off because we only had two months to do it. And it was you know, coming right up on the end of the year last year with the holiday season. And it was one of those opportunities where I, I do feel proud because from the editors to the designers to the book formatting people to all of these 29 authors, including my daughter, <laughs> who's 11 years old and, and became a first time author. It was beautiful to see the camaraderie and how each of these authors, like they've supported each other. And since the launch of the book, it, they have gone on with the sense of independence and interdependence that I missed, you know, 15 years ago when I ran that first business. Um, and I, again, I think it's because we were able to do everything that we, you and I have just 
really described and talked about. And, and now to see that this book is out there changing people's lives and these authors are now taking it and running with it. It's impacting their business and their personal lives. Um, it just really, it fills me with pride to see that. That's fantastic. Yeah. And what a great example of, you know, an end result that came as a result of all these different partnerships, whether it was the people putting the book together or the people writing the material or the visionary idea of this is a message that needs to get out there and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah, it, 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 we forget how much partnership happens every single day of our life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Andrea, we have arrived at a part of the show I call Bring It All Home. And this is where we're going to kind of step away from the stories and, and provide our listeners with some simple takeaways that they can, you know, go home and apply directly into their partnership right now. And where I'd love to start is if you had to pick one one thing, what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice you've ever received? I would say understand what your deal breakers are. Um, you mentioned things about how some of your clients have said that they've got disappointed when somebody basically showed them who they really were. I have also found that in my own life and with my clients, especially because I work with light workers and you know soul-inspired entrepreneurs, we tend to uh, bring our compassion and our tolerance to our work, and it can often mean that we give in a little bit too much. <laughs> and and by that I mean we do exactly what you described before. We forgive and we overlook some of the things that other people do until it really comes and bites us in the bum. And so I would say it's better if we could really be clear, like literally write down what are your deal breakers. This is a way that you can arrive at those boundaries. It's, you know, usually when we look at our values, we look at all the positives. Like I value authenticity, integrity, love, compassion, tolerance, bravery, courage. But now I'm asking you to look at the flip side. What would somebody have to do that would cause you to, to finally say enough is enough and you've overstepped uh, a boundary or a line? If you understand what your deal breakers are, and, and this is really what has helped me the most, it has helped me still be compassionate and loving, but to know that I can stand firm in those boundaries because if you cross over them and you end up hurting me uh, on a, a deeper level, then our partnership will be null and void anyway. And so that if I can have the, the, the compassion for myself and the bravery and courage to stand firm in those boundaries, then I'm setting us both up for success. Um, so that has been probably the best advice that I've ever received. Now, of course, it takes a lot of practice to put it into um, into play, especially when we are used to trying to, you know, overlook other people's faults, give them the benefit of the doubt, try to give in so that we can compromise. But I would say that that has been the best advice for long-lasting partnerships. Wonderful. Thank you. I love that. So I know you're an author. We just talked about Time to Rise. I'm wondering, other than your own books, because I know that's not your only book, you've got many, what book or resource would you recommend to our listeners and why that particular one? Oh my heavens, I have so many, but one that has recently um, become a favorite 
is a book by Stephen Cope called The Work of Your Life. And it's really about living your true purpose in work, um, something that we call living your dharma. And I really love this book because it's, it's again, coming back to uh, this question about what do you stand for? And if you could look at your life from a greater perspective, again, looking towards your legacy or, you know, your spiritual path, knowing that the work that you're doing is tied to something bigger than just earning a paycheck, I think has been the most grounding and, and strengthening position for me and for my clients. And so I would highly recommend um, if anyone is is struggling to find out what their purpose in life is, or they, they really want to get a, a re-infusion of that sense of passion that, yes, this is what I'm born to do, I would recommend that book. Excellent. And thank you for mentioning that it's not just for people who don't know what their purpose is. Sometimes you're right. It's like we just need to be recharged, and we're already there. We just have kind of lost our mojo. So, yeah, the reinfusion part can be vital. We all need to recharge every now and again. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is fantastic. And, I mean, obviously we have barely scratched the surface of what you have available for our listeners. Can you do me a favor? Would you let our listeners know how they can contact you and, and learn more about what you do? Absolutely. If you're interested in branding or uh, crafting your own TED Talk or publishing, just visit me at makeyourmarkglobal.com. And on this self-love and healing side, you can also check me out at andreapennington.com. Excellent. And for anybody who's in the midst of something else while they're listening to this podcast and didn't jot that down, all you have to do is go to speakingapartnership.com, type in Andrea's name, and it'll take you right to her show page. And at the bottom, you'll see the links for everything she just guided you towards, as well as the links to her publications. So makes it very, very easy for you to reconnect with her. Well, Andrea, this has been great. Thank you again so much for taking time from your busy schedule and sharing these wonderful insights with us. I just want to thank you once more for being on the show. Well, thank you, Ken. And I want to just call you out and honor you for what you're doing. I find that um, this type of conversation and taking it deep like this is so, so needed right now in the world of business and entrepreneurship. So thank you for what you're doing. You are very, very welcome. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.